Hello welcome and namaste to the world is ending podcast and today the world hasn't ended successfully but our podcast does sum up successfully this is the 21st episode of 21 days charting with 21 most interesting people we did chart with people more than 21 people obviously from all over the world from all the six continents uh, from uh, different ethnicities from different cultures from different walks of life from different faiths but today there's this one guy who i really really admire you know one person who has really admirably changed my life for the good this guy is alexander porter who is a cancer survivor a traveler a someone who loves tattoos a someone who loves wine a someone from australia a blogger a humorist and co-author and someone who's extremely extremely life changing funny and motivating inspirational to be honest alexander is a total bro he's someone you can hang around with you know he is the guy you want to be friends with and he's the guy with a lot of stories so he is the guy you know you want to know so uh, you know it really inspires me when alexander tells the stories to people you need to understand that at the age of 20 this guy got diagnosed with cancer he bit cancer he was in a hospital for 245 days and then he came out of it he became a world traveler he traveled to 24 countries and it's not like he is some sort of celebrity you know like someone who has a millions of dollars and he's just traveling just to you know spread some cultish words of meaning no he does it because he's extremely passionate about it and his passion reeks through his words you know he's one guy who is on his way to stardom who is on his way to that that high life to the big life you know with all his humor and all his guts and all his storytelling abilities he is one of those people who i really really get inspiration from and i really was looking forward to talk with on this podcast and you can obviously see me fanboying on this episode but that is not the point let us jump right into the interview with alex and listen to his wack ass stories and what he has done throughout his life and get a lot of inspiration from this person who is extremely close to me who i really deeply admire Hello and uh, welcome to the world is ending podcast. I was uh, I was munching over a clock and it was a time consuming process so <laughs> it's I, it's uh, apologies for the delay. It's fine. It's fine. So how's your day today? Mate, it's been good. Um, you know, still corona free. Put chalk that up in the win column. So no complaints. interesting so uh, how's the corona situation in your place uh, but in australia it's actually yeah it's actually not too bad in australia we we're, we're doing all right touch wood there's no wood around i would touch wood if there was wood here uh we're not doing too bad so i'm pretty thankful for how things are going here mm-hmm. what about you where you are uh i'm in india right now and uh, it's like it's it's pretty good but uh, so we extended a lockdown to the next 20 days and i'm not sure uh what's about to happen good at my right. place probably some people are dying in cemeteries cool tough times yeah alex you're one of my favorite people uh that i know on any social media platform and uh you're one of the most inspiring people uh who i've been following for a long time uh thank you so thank you that's Such nice feedback. No one, no one says that sort of stuff to me. I appreciate that. 
Thank you for coming, Alex. Uh, I just want to know about uh, you on this podcast, about your story, about uh, how things turned out for you. As I read, you got, uh, you were diagnosed with cancer at the age of 20. And you've been cancer-free for the past 11 or 12 years? 11 years, yep. Coming up on 11 years. Congratulations. So would you uh, want to tell us the story about uh, the cancer diagnosis and how things turned out? Yeah, absolutely. So I was uh, 19 at the time and I was going to university. I was studying history, um, which is a degree I've never used since. I'm not even sure where it is. It's popping up a cupboard somewhere. I was doing a history degree at the University of Sydney uh, and I was just feeling run down. I was constantly tired, had no energy to do anything. It was coming up to Christmas. I figured there was just stress. It was the end of the year. It was exams. But I just kept feeling worse and worse. So I went to the, went to the doctor, went to my local GP, uh, and he pretty much said the same thing. You, you seem pretty worn out. Just take a bit of a rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I continued to get worse and worse to the point that I was having these crushing headaches. I couldn't get out of bed without feeling exhausted. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a blood test. They called me that day and said, mate, you've got uh, leukemia. You need to go start chemotherapy tomorrow morning. So how's your, uh, I mean, how did you cope up with that? I read a lot of your blogs where you mentioned that uh, you had to stay inside for a long time and uh, uh, you were very depressed. And there was this uh, person who uh, helped you out with all of that. And, you know, like if you would have to sum up all of that experience, how would you sum it up? Yeah, so that was a really interesting experience. I um, So I was diagnosed just after I turned 20 and went into hospital. And obviously the chemo affects your immune system. So I had to be, be left alone at the time. And sort of, I guess, ironic, if that's the right word, uh, swine flu was, was going around the world. Um, so I feel great empathy for anyone struggling with cancer now, knowing that COVID's out there because it was very stressful at the time with all swine flu. So I was on my own a lot of the time and I got talking to a woman online, this lovely lady, her name is Sailor Tomasik. So I don't know if that name will ring a bell to anyone. I hope it does. Uh, you'll understand why shortly. Sailor Tomasik, she seemed lovely. She said she was a millionaire from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, who dated an NFL quarterback, which probably should have set off some red flags, but I had cancer, so I feel like I have an excuse. Uh, and I spoke to her for the entire 245 days that I was in hospital. Um, we would speak on the phone. She sent gifts to Australia. She would keep me company before surgeries. She'd sort of send me words of wisdom after each round of chemo. Um, and when I got out of hospital, so I finished my seven months of chemo, I was declared cancer free. They shunted me back into the world or bald head and all. Uh, and I tried to find out who this woman was. Uh, and I quickly came to realize that there was no one by that name. Uh, her story was fake. Where she lived was fake. Uh, none of the information she'd given me was accurate. So I'd been speaking to a stranger for 245 days who I sort of opened up and told my deepest, darkest secrets to mm-hmm. who helped me through the worst time in my life. Uh, and I have no idea who it, who it is or who it was. And I, it's been 10 years and I still don't know who I was speaking to. Wow. Wow. That's fantastic. I don't know. That's amazing. The kind of stuff the internet does to you, the kind of strangers you can connect to. People like you, Alex, uh, that I can connect to, you know. Uh, so uh, you, turned, you turned your life around after the cancer episode and uh, you started traveling. We're in a southeastern country, which I would guess was Laos, uh, where you did a bunch of drugs. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Sure, that's one might put it. <laughs> no, but 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 uh, you you traveled around and uh, you know you turned your life around. So uh, how did the travel bug bite you? And you know how's your travel experience been so far? Yeah, so travel actually started off small for me. I wasn't a big travel guy. I didn't have dreams of it. Uh, but a good mate of mine, he went through a breakup, and he said, "I've got to get out of Australia. Let's go to New Zealand, which is so close that it might as well be part of Australia." Let's go to New Zealand and just just hang out for a couple of weeks over there. Mm-hmm. So I went to New Zealand. We had a great time. We, we drank a bunch of Kiwi beers and uh, enjoyed having five cents more to the dollar, I think it was at the time. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much the start. It was culturally exactly the same as Australia, but it made me realize that I was still feeling very broken from the cancer experience. I wasn't mm-hmm. happy in Australia. felt like something was missing. But when I went overseas, I could be anyone. No one knew what I had been through. I could mm-hmm. just sort of start over almost. So it started with New Zealand. I went through Southeast Asia, as you so eloquently put it, and did a bunch of drugs in Laos. Um, I went to in North America, backpacked through America and South America, Europe. Um, it's, uh, I've been traveling for the last 10 years ever since, and it's, it's what I love to do. It's, it's really put together the, uh, the fractured pieces of my soul that the chemo so, mm-hmm. so unceremoniously cracked. Ouch. Wow. You have a peculiar sense of humor, which I really appreciate. That's, that's something I really connect to. Uh, that's something like Dave Chappelle uh, took a drug in Laos and developed a sense of humor. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to put that in a business card. That's the highest compliment I've ever received, my friend. Mm-hmm. Did you have to cancel any of your travel plans during this uh, corona outbreak? Um, I was planning to go to America. Uh, and Peru at the end of the year, but Australia's closed its borders. So yeah, it's on the back burner. I have tons of credit card debt because I have really poor impulse control. So this will just give me a solid year to pay off my debts. I suppose every COVID has a silver lining. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) Are you a fan of cricket? I love cricket, mate. I love cricket. Wow. Do you play cricket? I was a wicketkeeper when I was younger and I was at a school event and they said, what does everyone want to be when they grow up? And I said, I'm going to play for Australia. And everyone laughed at me and I said, I'll show them. And I never played for Australia. So they were right to laugh, but I haven't really played since then. Uh, but I love watching cricket. I'm a big fan. I assume you are too. Mm-hmm. Do you have any favorites in the Australian team right now? Oh, who do I like in the Aussie team? I mean, uh, Nathan Lyon, he's the goat. You've got to love Gary. Mm-hmm. Uh, big fan of Nathan Lyon. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Smith, you know, he's been through a lot with the ball tampering. You know, he mm-hmm. took the fall, but he's back. Uh, big Steve Smith fan too. Yo, I'm a big fan of both of these guys. You know, you are definitely a player from Australia, not not exactly a cricket player, but you're playing with something. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, uh, one thing that really comes to all of us is uh, how do you stay positive and you know, like you develop the sense of humor. You make people laugh after all of this that happened to you. Which is, which is very inspiring, but uh, very intriguing at the same time. Like, how did you develop this sense of humor? Was it a conscious decision? Um, I don't think it was a conscious decision. I think it just comes down to perspective. I mean, before I got diagnosed with cancer, I was a much more sensitive person, I guess you'd say. I remember I was a, uh, doing, I was a gardener for this old lady. She fired me for being too weak to move this heavy stone thing. And I was so upset for like, weeks and months at a time that I've been fired for being too weak to lift the heavy stone pavement. Uh, and then cancer came after that and it made me realize as long as you don't have leukemia or other, some sort of 
equally horrible disease, mm-hmm. things aren't so bad. So it really just comes down to perspective. Like if I have a terrible story or a bad day or, you know, a bird shits in my eye or something, it really could be a lot worse, you know. Someone could tell me I have leukemia again. So it wasn't a conscious decision, but um, going through that made everything else seem pretty relaxing by comparison, I think. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, so how did this Quora thing come up? Like, were you blo- blogging before Quora or uh, did you just start blogging after Quora? And uh, how did all of this turn out for you? Yeah. So, I mean, I've loved writing for a long time. I used to write filthy limericks on bathroom walls. I would write uh, birthday card messages. You, know, you, you say it, I'll write it. Um, I do have a travel blog, inktonabroad.com. Shane has a shameless plug there. Feel free to check it out. Um, and then I, j- I came across Cora. I think I just typed in some regular Google search. I wanted to know the answer to something and Cora popped up and I was like, this place seems interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really went from there. I wrote, I think the first answer I wrote, uh, someone asked the question, why are the girls in Sydney so trashy? Which is a fairly inflammatory question. What? You know? <laughs> yeah, it's, very, it's pretty rude. So I pretended to interpret it as why are the grills so trashy. And I wrote a very long 1000 word answer on how to clean barbecues. And it got one upload and one person said, this is funny. And I thought, wow, some stranger has just thought this piece of trash, no pun intended, was, uh, was funny. So it just really went from there. And I've been writing on Quora for the past year. And thankfully, I've got, you know, 30 odd thousand people who like what I write now. Yeah. And I'm one of those people, you know, I, I found you out when you had like, I don't know, 100 or 150 followers and you were writing about... Uh things that really were funny, like some kind of dating tips. And uh, that really, that really gave you a lot of uh, clout and Cora, how to ask, ask out an air hostess, how to ask out a, li- a girl in the library and answer. Yeah, the old school ones. You're a fan from way back, mate. <laughs> uh, I've, I've been, uh, okay. So I've had the fortune of you following me back as well, Alex. I don't know. I, I often brag about it that Alex follows me back. Mate, I brag about you following me, so <laughs> So, uh, have you have you uh, tried one of those uh, uh, air hostess tricks, and you know, and did it work out for you? <laughs> I've not tried it with the air hostess. No, that's uh, and now I won't have a chance to now that international flights have been cancelled. So mm-hmm. I'll have no chance to put those skills in action. But no, the air hostess one. Uh, no, the the waitress, the, the bartender, the uh, the bookstore. Sure, they come from a bit of practical experience, but not the air hostess. Oh, okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> is flirting in the comments section a good idea? Uh, it's a good idea if you know what you're doing. If you don't know what you're doing, you're going to look pretty foolish, and everyone will think you're a weirdo. But mm-hmm. I'm not sure where I stand in in that uh, in that section. But you're like, hey, the like, ho- like what's that? You're like the hallmark of uh, flirting in the comment section. If there's someone flirting in the comment section, they have to do it. Uh, at least as good as Alex to get something going. Very kind. I, really, I should be charging royalties. If someone flirts, then they should be paying me one cent for every, uh, every flirt they use using my system. But yeah, like again, life's too short. You think someone's cute, tell them they're cute. What's the worst thing that can happen? I mean, potentially harassment or sexual assault. But apart from that, the worst thing that can happen is they say no. Move on your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. How's your uh, dating life been? Your, your profile says serial data. Traveler, humorist. So how's mm-hmm. the dating aspect of things uh, back in Australia, you know, right after cancer and then, you know, uh, I'm sorry to bring that back up, but uh, right then and then uh, how it gradually improvised as you became the humorist and the guy with tattoos. 
Yeah, I mean, it was a slow, it was a slow journey. So I will, I will admit, I, I do have a girlfriend now. So the, the serial dating, uh, those, those days are in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, a lovely girlfriend who I live with here in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I got out of hospital, I had no, no tattoos, not, mm-hmm. uh, not much, much skin in the game, as it were. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't, again, life's too short. I wanted a tattoo, so I got one, and then I got a much bigger one, and then I got one while I was drunk, and then I got a joke one, and mm-hmm. just kind of went from there. And uh, thankfully, people seem to enjoy it when you get silly tattoos and you tell silly jokes, so dating wasn't, wasn't too challenging either. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing. Uh, what's the, again, you answered a lot of these on Quora, but what's one dating answer, I mean, dating story that you haven't uh, mentioned on Quora and you'd like to talk about it? Just off the top of your head. <laughs> that I haven't mentioned. Oh, geez, I've mentioned most of them on Cora. There, <laughs> there can't be too many. I'll tell you what, there's one. Uh, actually, no, that's one. I'm ready for that one yet. <laughs> I'm not sure there's too many I haven't I haven't delved into. But you'll have to keep your eye on Cora for another one, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could I could go over some that I've written on Cora. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, just just okay. Uh, any 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 of your favorites that you like telling about uh, to your friends and mates? Um, oh, I remember, and this is, uh, you know, this is, I don't recommend this kids and it's not a good story. If my mum had been here, I apologize. Uh, but I was on a date with a lovely young lady and we went back to her house as can happen after a date. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing led to another and we, you know, it started to get, um, pretty hot and heavy, pretty physical. And you know what I'm talking about, my friend? Uh, but halfway through mm-hmm. my body just went, you're too drunk. You can't do it. And I, I lost the strength as it were. I lost the ability. I just couldn't focus. It was too, well, it wasn't too hard. It was not hard enough. That was the problem. But um, instead of just say that, I pretended that I was having a small heart attack. And because I have a history of health problems, I figured it wasn't going to be too out of place. Surely she'll believe it. And strangely enough, she did believe it. And she was so caring and so comforting that I was overcome with emotion and desire again and decided I wanted to continue only for another two or three minutes later, my body to realize, no, I really, I'm done. I can't keep going. In which case I had to fake a second heart attack, which didn't go over nearly as well. And she swiftly told me to leave. What? Okay, cool. That's, that's amazing. That's, that's Alexander Porter at his finest. (laughs) If that's my finest, then I have sunk just a new low. (laughs) What's a... What's the favorite place you've been to? Like outside Australia, what's the, and outside New Zealand, obviously, what's the favorite country you've traveled to? Well, I haven't been to India yet. I hope to go there one day. That could be my favorite. But uh, Colombia <laughs> is one of the most beautiful countries. The mm-hmm. beer is cheap. You know, the scenery is beautiful. Colombia, I highly recommend it. It's a fantastic place to go. Amazing. What do, what do you Aussies think of Tuvalu? Tuvalu, what do you call it? Tuvalu? What's Tuvalu? You don't know about Tuvalu? Like, the, is like, are we talking about that Pacific Island, it's, Tuvalu? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't think I've ever thought about it in my life. Is that something Aussies have an opinion on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, there's, a, there's an entire YouTube video about it. I don't know. Peace. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> what's your uh, most personal tattoo and, you know, like some, some kind of amazing tattoo story that you have, you know, people get very attached to their tattoos. Uh, I have my tattoos, which really mean a lot to me. What, what's your uh, most meaningful tattoo that you have? 
Yeah, so I go kind of two ways with tattoos. I mean, I have ones that I got when I was feeling a bit drunk and a bit silly. So I have like a Simpsons tattoo and a tattoo of my favourite Australian beer uh, and a quote from Back to the Future. They're sort of on the silly side of things. Mm-hmm. But the most meaningful one uh, on my hand. So on my left hand, I have the word storyteller. And the reason I got that is because when I was 16 years old, the hottest girl in the year invited me to a fancy dress party. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I knew my mum wouldn't let me go. It was just not something that she was quite strict uh, as I was growing up. I knew she'd say no, so all week I psyched myself up for the no and just got on with my life. And then when I asked her the morning of the party, uh, to my surprise, she said yes. I don't know if I caught her in a weak moment or what it was, but she said, sure, you go to that party, you know, you do what you need to do. Uh, and I'd spent so long psyching myself out of going that I was too afraid to go. So I didn't go to the party. The next day I heard from some of my mates that it was a great time. I saw the photos. I heard that she even asked where I was and I felt beyond furious with myself that I'd missed a chance to live a life. So I made a promise that never again would I say no to an opportunity to have a story. I would never be caught like that again. And for the next three years, all I did was say no to the opportunity to have stories. Nothing changed. My life was exactly the same. I was still quite insulated, kept saying no. Mm-hmm. After that, I got leukemia uh, and, you know, came pretty, pretty bloody close to, to moving on to the whatever's after this life. And it was only when I got out of hospital that I said, that was your wake-up call. You will mm-hmm. never, and I mean never, be caught short of the story. You're going to travel the world. You're mm-hmm. going to go on dates. You're going to, you know, you're going to make something of this life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got the word storyteller on my hand to remind myself that you need to fill a life of stories worth telling. And to bring it around full circle, the school hottie who invited me to the party, she grew up to be a tattoo artist, and she's actually the one that did this tattoo on my hand. Wow, amazing. That... that... That's so wholesome. I never expected that one, Alex. I mean, I expect that in your answers, but not, uh, not hair. <laughs> uh, how are you, uh, I mean, managing this Corona situation, you know, like, uh, like, 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 like how are you keeping sane? Like for us, alcohol is banned uh, in India right now. And uh, we all are inside our homes and we have to just, you know, cook for ourselves do everything, uh, work from home as well, you know, not, not in touch with our families, some poor internet connection, not able to see the greenery outside, haven't touched a human being from ages, which is the most, so how, how's it uh, like affecting you people, like you personally? Um, I mean, I'm actually drinking a scotch right now, so alcohol is certainly not banned in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not too bad, to, to be quite honest, because of my hospital experience, I spent you know, 245 days alone, mm-hmm. I got very used to just being on my own and being sort of my own company. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind the isolation too much. Mm-hmm. But with that said, here in Australia, I can still, you know, walk to the local park and have a jog around. I could go walk down by the harbour. The restrictions aren't so crazy that you can't go outside. Um, so I haven't gone insane yet. There's still time and I, you know, I hope to get there, but I'm not insane yet. Wow, that's, that's amazing, you know. No, not the fact that you're not going insane, but the fact that uh, you're able, to, you're able to go to the park and have a walk. Uh, you know, have you have you uh, ever had any people that you wrote about on Cora uh, tell you, you know, like find your answers and then comment it back or say something to you? Um, not so far. I mean, a lot of people, and it was pretty beautiful to see. I wrote the story about Sailor Tomasic on Cora, mm-hmm. and I said, if anyone recognizes this photo, and I showed a photo that she sent me. You know, please let me know. And it got, you know, hundreds of thousands of shares or whatever. Everyone was mm-hmm. really supportive and trying to help me find out who it was. I still don't know who it is. I, I hit, 
a dead end, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But no, the, the people I write the stories about, when I show them, they, I like to think that everyone is painted in a good light. I make sure, while I do try and write comedy, I make sure that I'm essentially the clown. I'm the, the punchline. I never, you know, make fun of other people or, or, or try and, like, punch down on people I went mm-hmm. on dates with or people I met while travelling. Um, so as long as I'm the punchline, people don't seem to mind too much being mentioned in the stories. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, I, I really appreciate that about your humor. You know, uh, I think uh, there's one element of it that um, you don't take yourself very seriously. You're like, uh, as you mentioned on your Instagram, a naked boy riding a swan. Swan. <laughs> riding a naked swan, no less. Yeah, naked swan. And the world is going naked with naked burritos. I used that joke on my podcast once. With a, I was chatting with a stripper on this podcast. And uh, I showed her your Quora. So I said that you must read his answers. Uh, he has written a couple of these interesting answers. And then this girl tells me that you should uh, interview this guy on your podcast. And that's she said all. that? Yeah, this was, this was a suggestion from a stripper who I was interviewing on this podcast. You know, I, just, I just thought you would never reply. I mean, it was too lousy. Like, I don't know. No, well, for a start, I love strippers. So shout out to all the strippers out there. You're doing, doing God's work. We appreciate it. No, of course, mate. I got the request from you. I said, absolutely. Let's jump on, jump on the chat, have a couple of whiskeys and see, see what's going on. Yeah, I'm sipping on some water right now, you know. That's the well, there's water in whiskey, so you're part of the way there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Uh, I do this often when I invite. So you're the person from, we have covered almost all the continents. And since we could not interview a penguin, we only had six continents covered so far. And, oh yeah, I'm the Australian. Yeah, you're the only Australian. Yes. How do you feel about that? I feel bloody spectacular, mate. I think that's a grouse thing. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Uh, you know, so uh, I always ask people that if you can come down to India, and obviously for you, Alex, you have a lot of fan base. You have a you have a harem of women in India waiting for you. I'm pretty sure about that. <laughs> if you have a plan on breaking up with your girlfriend, which I hope doesn't happen, and running to <laughs> India. <laughs> oh mate, you're gonna get me in big trouble. You know that all this stripper talk and breaking up my girlfriend talk. I'm in big trouble. Now, uh, no, no, no. Alex loves his girlfriend, and uh, any of these ladies who are who are into Alex or Alex's sense of humor, you need to wait for the girlfriend to break his heart so that he can elope to <laughs> India. Well, that's a bit more realistic at least. We're, we're finally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, like, but yeah, uh, I always, you know, I always invite my guests to India. So if you ever come down over here, we got some exclusive beds for you, which uh, are uh, heroin resistant and any of the drug resistance or whatever you want to do, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really big tight cast here. Mate, well, it goes the other way. If you ever come to Australia, you will... We'll eat some kangaroo and we'll, we'll throw boomerangs. Yeah, that, that's, that's the goal, actually. You know, go to Australia, learn a couple of slangs from you people, develop that accent and uh, give a high five to a kangaroo and come back. <laughs> that's it. That's a, that sounds like a plan, mate. I'm, I'm into it. Sure, man. Thank you very much, Alex, for coming on to this podcast. You're one of the most, again, inspiring people that I follow on social media. One of those people who I steal a lot of jokes from. And uh, have you ever considered stand-up comedy? Um, I don't think so. I mean, there's the classic joke, uh, you know, I stand up and everybody laughs, but I don't think uh, it's for me. Oh, the written word is, is where I really enjoy myself. So as long as people keep reading my stories on Quora, uh, you know, I'll keep writing them. Perfect. So uh, people, you can follow Alex on Quora and Inked and a 
abroad ain't an abroad has uh, abroad or abroad 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 so the link will be attached in the description of this podcast and his uh, instagram as well so just go and follow him wherever you guys are watching from so thank you so much alex this is our season finale this is the last episode of the podcast that i'm recording and i'm so proud that i could have you on here beautiful finishing on a low i love it oh no um not really okay cool like finishing <laughs> in like a finishing in like a, a lion sick you know like nathan lion wicket yeah cleaning up the tail end cleaning up exactly you know all right man thank you so much for being on the podcast and i really really love you man i really love you so Let's start. Hey, the feeling mutual. Thank you for having me, brother. All right. Bye, bye. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so very much. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. I really, really, really thank each one of you for sticking around on this podcast, for being with us, for being those people who have changed our lives for the better, who have changed me in these 21 days of quarantine, people who have made my life so much different, uh, have earned this credential of a podcast host. I had nothing. I had started with zero followers on this podcast. And, you know, you people who have been listening to it, all 25,000 of you who have listened to this podcast uh, in the past 20 days or something you know we you have made me you have made me feel like a like a someone at this point in my life and i really really admire you and i could not thank you guys enough i could never 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 thank you guys enough so thank you so much people thank you so very much for sticking around with this podcast for believing in me for listening to these episodes if you're here for the very first time please go check out all the other episodes and you know this is complete this is one project that i I'm so happy with and you know this quarantine hasn't ended yet for us at least in India you know if you are listening to this after the corona outbreak this was something this was just one bored guy in India sitting down somewhere on a bench uh, you know finding his passion trying to do something made this podcast wanted to spread good words talk to interesting people and somehow pulled this all off pulled all of these shenanigans so there is this one thing but you know this this all couldn't have been possible without each one of you who supported me in this journey and i'm so much thankful to each one of you so thank you so much for listening to this episode and i think i'm repeating myself at this point but really once again thank you so much for listening and we'll not meet on the next episode because there will be no next episode or there might be a next episode which i'm planning I know just chatting casually with my friends tomorrow and I just invited all of the people who wanted to be on a podcast, who just wanted to be on my podcast, who I couldn't have on my podcast. You know, there's, there's some really, really good friends that I really wanted to introduce you guys to. So we might have that episode tomorrow coming up. And I'm so excited about all of that because, you know, these people have been with me during this podcast, during my moments in life. And these people have inspired me so much. They might not have a story that is worth one hour of sharing that might they, they don't consider their stories that would be immensely valuable. But, you know, you know, they, these are those people that I really, really love, you know, all of you, all of you. So thank you so much. Thank you, Ayush, for all of the work that you have done on the graphics. I really admire you for this thing. Uh, Ayush Chunchunwala, please, his profile will be linked on the website of this podcast. So if you're listening to this podcast, go check out Ayush's work, go hire him for your content needs. Thank you so much to my PR team who want to be anonymous on this one. And uh, 
you know these people helped me so much with all the cold mails and all of the other top and i was a no one i didn't know anyone and these people just came up to me and said that you know what we'll do all of this for free for you and uh, we had a bunch of celebrities hopping on on this podcast so you know like i i really 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 appreciate the people man and uh, thank you so much to each one of you who have subscribed who have followed to me you know all of the people who have inspired me thank you to all of the guests who have been on this podcast this has been a tremendous journey and it could not have been possible without you starting from vivek to avanti to anisa to uh, alex obviously to sean to i don't know man i i just can't remember sauravarya you know like all of you guys ashwin shrivastava sir um you know chef sanjay sir uh, i i don't know man like there are so many of you who just mailed me words of wisdom uh the indian podcast community the london podcast community the american podcast community the podcast connection group uh so many of you people man i really really appreciate you people i think i think i think this would be one thing the one memory of 21 hours of recording that i would really cherish and uh, this really made my quarantine fruitful i think i'm repeating myself like an oscar award speech which you are not interested in so goodbye good day good night or whatever you guys are up to i will really really ah uh, thank you all from the bottom of my heart for being on this podcast with me and uh, as we say man this this is a hard goodbye but goodbye to all of you man take care take care i really hope your family is all good you guys are all good and i really hope that you guys recover from all of this so soon and the world recovers and the world is back on its feet and we are all running and going to clubs and partying our hearts out like we already do it so yeah man thank you so much all of you thank you